Hello, hello, and welcome back to Agency Nation Radio. This is uh, the official first Post Elevate podcast, and look who I found, our long-lost friend, Marty Agather. They're back! (laughs) Yes, indeed. Uh, I can't even begin to tell you... um, in a short in a short moment, which is why we're devoting most of a show to it, how um, exciting Elevate really was. Uh, it was great to get out there and to meet a bunch of our um, listening audience, our rabid fans, some people who had some great comments on uh, how we might um, make the show more relevant. It was just dynamite, but most importantly, I want to commend everybody for their enthusiasm for the bright caliber of people that were there for the great ideas I came back with. I mean, there are just so many things going on in my head I can hardly talk about. Yeah, there's no doubt. It, you know, it was funny. I said this in an email that I wrote uh, today, actually, uh, as of you know the day that we were recording this. Uh, Wednesday, week after the, uh, week after the conference, um, I said to, to all the attendees, I sent them an email and, uh, with, a, with a survey in it. So we could, you know, capture, you know, what worked, what didn't, that kind of stuff. You know, pretty pretty standard survey stuff. But obviously, I think people would find it was done in the the agency nation flair. Hopefully, uh, a Stacy Stevens special and um, tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah. So it. Uh, so I said this in the email. Um, that conference elevate. It started as. Ours, uh, you, me, Agency Nation, Stacy, Sydney—you know the whole team. It's it started as our conference. It was our vision. It was our baby. Um, and at we'll say about one fifteen Sunday afternoon, fifteen minutes before uh, Peter Van Artrike and Tony Wessling's branding your business uh, in a millennial world uh, before their workshop started. Um, it was very obvious that this wasn't our conference. It was everyone's conference. It was just amazing. The amount of people that, that showed up, the, they were, it wasn't like, you know, so many times you roll into a conference uh, and it's like ho-hum. It's like, oh, you know, here's what I'm here to do today. I got to do this thing and get my CE and blah, blah, blah. There's no CE. There was no, you had to want to be there. There was no reason to be at Elevate unless you wanted to be there. There was literally no scenario in which you had to be there. You had to want to be there. And, um, and just the dynamic was, was – it was just immediately obvious to me that this is its own thing. So and people are here because they want to be here. Let me throw an anecdote out there to uh, sort of set the tone and, and build a picture. So you and I and Sid rolled over from the hotel, right? So the night, maybe not everybody knows this, but the night before we were not in the hotel, the, the venue of the Fister where we were having the event. We were actually at another hotel because the Fister was sold out for Saturday night. The Fister only does um, Friday, Saturday weekend reservations. You can't book the Fister for just a Saturday night or just a Friday night. So about, I don't know, what, about 1030, we just, you know, we're, we're headed over there. We've been working in the morning, getting our, our presentations buttoned up and what have you. And Ryan's getting bacon grease on his uh, blue shirt. And uh, so we, we roll into the hotel. So we 
elevator up to the seventh floor and, you know, glad handing all around the Milwaukee teams on site, Stacy and and uh, Jen and Jen. And, you know, we're we're saying our hellos and and uh, and walk around the corner and who's sitting on a couch waiting uh, sort of for the festivities to begin. Nick. Aaron, Chris, right? And they are just old friends. Aaron, just Aaron Nutting, Chris Langell. Right, exactly. And, you know, they are just shooting the bull. And, of course, Sid sees them and literally takes off like a Saturn V rocket. I mean, she is so excited. So immediately the camera's out. You know, interviews are going on. So that, to me, and that was even before 1.15, right? That was at 11 a.m., the party was officially starting, even though none of the real festivities had uh, were, you know, the organized festivities were underway. Yeah, it was, it was really funny. Um, you know, I'm, and we were, you know, we wanted to do a recap show of Elevate and some of you may find uh, this boring. I don't know. Um, some of you were there. Uh, so, you know, I, I guess my, I was thinking through how, how do we want to, how do we want to spin this? How do we want to talk about it? So, you know, I guess I, I figure, you know, that, most of the audience probably knows most of the people who came and, and, and just so you guys know, we had, um, 305 people, uh, register that was sold out, uh, actually five more than sold out. We, we were only technically allowed to sell 300, um, and 298 of them showed up, which for any of you that have ever planned a conference, this is my first one. So I'm learning, uh, that's a pretty incredible like show up number, uh, to have only seven people for, for various reasons. And actually, uh, six of the seven I found, you know, I eventually emailed me and said, Hey, you know, this came up or this came up and I'm very sorry. So, um, it, it, it really was pretty phenomenal, but, um, you know, so much of this conference was, um, I'd love to say that it was, uh, you know, uh, our det- raw determination and planning. Uh, there was a lot of planning and a lot of thought, but there was so much of it was, um, luck I guess and I guess you'd rather be lucky than good but the the elements that blew me away were were all the people it was the people the people that came to this conference and I probably beat this point up over and over again um were absolutely positively phenomenal and I saw what you know I I Sunday night we had this welcome reception um in this beautiful imperial ballroom and uh, 30 foot windows overlooking Lake, uh, what is that? Michigan. And, um, and I, I, there were people that I knew for a fact, just cause I knew, but de- at least I knew a decent portion of the audience. I knew had no clue who each other was that were literally just walking up to each other. Hey, what's going on? Where are you from? What do you do? What are you here for? Bah, bah, bah. And all of a sudden these conversations were taking place and it was like watching all these nodes of a network start to form and um, that to me was a really, really wild part of the experience. It just so often, I think, you come to a conference and you just talk to the people you know. Well, you know, I, I'll give you a case in point, like uh, Matt Wood from uh, Wood Mets, and they're down in Columbia County, which is just south of the county I grew up in and currently, currently in Albany That'd county. be New York. That'd be New York. Yeah, so so Matt came in and I knew he knew some of the names and, and but uh you know I didn't know he didn't know that many people to start but by the end I'm watching him walk around and hey how's it going but it was like they had like experienced this thing and now there's all these people and I'm watching you know and, and I just made note of him because I because I know him and uh, played golf with him a couple times but um hope to play actually we're emailing about playing golf right now so I want to play golf again he's much much better than me though 
Uh, Matt's, so, claim, Matt's claim to fame, in my mind, is the fact that he is the progenitor of the Agency Nation drinking game. That's that's true. That's true. So, so props to Matt. Great to meet you. But you know, that's just one example, right? Of 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 yeah. um, of what was going on and. So, so I want to 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 riff off of what you said. So you you kind of said you know what was cool was seeing these the, the nodes of the network uh, start start to coalesce. I might I might take that analogy one step further. I think for good or for bad, hopefully for good. Um, much of the network was sort of. Um, like-minded individuals and small small agency businesses or or business units within agencies that sort of were um, in the same headspace but weren't necessarily connected. So it was a many many to to primarily agency nation, right? But what happened was that network was atomized at this event and all of a sudden rather than it sort of being all concentrated it has now become all of these individual firing networks that has become more of a distributed mind which to me is the coolest well yeah i mean and kind of that was the point of this whole thing i guess at the at the core of it you know we wanted to give people an experience they had never had before um, at an insurance conference, or and in some cases, we actually provided that at really at any conference. Um, and you know, people have asked me; I've gotten asked quite a bit. You know, you know, what did you guys do different? That that's a question. What did you guys do different? And I don't know that we did that much different from a tactical standpoint. To be completely honest with you, I mean, we picked a great hotel. The Fister was majestic, and in in the purest sense of the word, I'm not saying that for hyperbole. It really is a it really is a super, super, super spot. Um, you know, I would like to think that we were thoughtful about the attendees. It wasn't about ease of putting on the conference. We certainly didn't spare much expense. Um, we were completely okay breaking even. That's a luxury, right? Uh, for some organizations that put events on, you know, it's a profit center and they need to make money. So there's different decisions there that have to be made. Um, we wanted to break even and essentially did. But... Um, you know, I'd like to think that we were very thoughtful in every aspect of what it meant to the what it meant to the uh, to, to the attendee. And I'll give you one example of that because we're currently in the process of looking for uh, the venue for for 2018. We're 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 elbows deep in that process right now, and and should have a date and a location within hopefully the next week or two. Uh, hopefully, it'll be within the next week. But um, uh. The event took place on one singular floor of the hotel. The The farthest two points that you would travel on that floor were maybe 300 yards away, maybe a little less than that, maybe two and a half, maybe two and a half, two, two and a half hundred, <laughs> 250 yards away. Um, and so you never had to walk that far. Everybody was constantly bumping into each other. The vendor tables were all mixed into the place that you had to walk through to get to your breakout rooms. The registration was there. There were two elevators to hotel, to the ho- actual hotel rooms on that floor. So at any given time, you you just just going from one thing to the next. You were bumping into people. The coffee was right there. The the cookies were right there. It you had to 
bump into somebody. You had to, you were, you were doing something that somebody was there with you always. You were never, you know, oh, I got to go three escalator rides to get to my, you know, whatever this breakup meeting is, right? It always felt like the place was like, a, like a, what was the, Chip used an analogy the other day. It felt like a nightclub that was packed, but still had room to dance. I thought that was a really good analogy. Like Chip has some good analogies and some really terrible ones. I thought that was one of his better ones. Um, uh, Cause it did kind of feel like that. Um, you, there was, we weren't packed in, there wasn't sardines, but, um, but there was always enough people that you, you felt this electricity and, uh, and that never went away from, from 8am when we started until, you know, Monday was eight to f- Monday was eight fifteen to five. We never stopped. I mean, there was breaks and stuff, but you know, you're you're straight through. And uh, we had a packed, full uh, main session audience for the closing keynote, just like we did in the morning, essentially. And um, and that was really really exciting. Can I can I be fill my normal role of bad boy? If you have to. <laughs> One of the reasons that made this thing different in my mind was that we dispensed with a lot of, you, you sort of touched on this a minute ago, but we dispensed with a lot of the normal, dare I say it, bullshit that goes on in a normal insurance conference. That to me was, you know, to your point, the vendors weren't in a separate room with certain times when you had to go see them, right? Um, the Harley Davidson Museum? Are you kidding? Right? So uh, to me, that's one of the things that made it unique. And, and to the point, there wasn't a, a continuing edu- education credit to be had there. Why? Not because it's not important. Not because we don't believe that you need to be a trained professional and that that in service of our mutual customer we shouldn't be the best we can be at the very technical business of insurance no but because that wasn't the purpose it was not we were not there to improve our insurance chops we were there to make connections and to get better at marketing and selling and the technology of digital insurance that's why we were there and that came through loud and clear yeah, it was more about the business of insurance than the tactics, tactical, you know, technical nature of insurance. And I think that's completely fine because there's plenty of people that do technical, tactical insurance very well. Um, I don't think that we maybe could even do that as well. But I think the business of insurance, the, you know, we, we've talked before about the need for agency principals and owners to, uh, move from technicians to business owners mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and, and what that means, you know, essentially thinking about your agency, not as a place that sells insurance, but as a functioning operational business and which, which many of them are, uh, you know, and, or, you know, all of them essentially are. But when we think about, you know, when, when the owner shows up and thinks about, I need to sell this home and auto today, the business suffers. Maybe not to, to a detrimental level, maybe not to the level that like, you know, anything you know, is going to fail. I'm not certainly not going to say that, but it's not as, it's not as uh, much as it could be. It's not as, as much as it could be as when the agency owner shows up and says, 
How do I make my CSRs more efficient? How do I help my receptionist answer more calls? How do I help my producers um, write more business, have deeper relationships, retain more of the business that they write? You know, when, when, when you're starting to think about the processes and the strategy and the messaging and the branding and all these facets of, of an insurance business, I think uh, you look at the really, truly successful, uh, consistently growing agencies uh, in our space, and they have agency principles that think that way. Um, the ones that are that are that are stagnant, or that are slightly down, or are are doing okay from the you know from a from a principles personal income standpoint, but not necessarily from a growth standpoint, or the rest of the staff. I think that's when you have tactical technician type uh, agency owners. And what we got at this conference were people that were leaning in what in the full spectrum of where they were dude right i mean for the full spectrum of where they were in the process this wasn't all 23 year olds you know banging on their so their social media you know it was i mean we i we had people we had we had agency principals in their 70s and their 80s that were there all the way down to uh, 45 year olds first first year in the business um, I had a woman who had just joined an agency from a life insurance space. Uh, she came here to learn how to market it because she she didn't know how to market PC. She knew the life insurance space was different. Uh, we had uh, people who were looking to perpetuate. We had agency owners who had perpetuated and were Dude. now looking at the next 20 years as an owner instead of a producer. We, I mean, we, we had mix. in one of my sessions – we had two people from an agency in Puerto Rico. There was a woman in, in our branding session from the U.S. Virgin Islands. I yep. mean, this is these are people that are that are saying I I need to step out of where I am, right? So when we when we talked a little bit about in the, in the pre the, the pre show warm up and sort of what are we going to talk about, you know, today? Um, I thought one of the things we should talk about was. Um, and I'm going to ask you this question in a second, Ryan. So get get your game on. Um, but w- what was one of the things that you know surprised you or, or was most enlightening um, for the show? You know, because everybody, I'm sure, our, our listeners who were there, they, they they had takeaways. I'm going to tell you one of mine, and that is, um, as as Ryan knows, Ryan Ryan. Uh, it sits at the foot of my couch on many days and psychoanalyzes all of my problems. You know, I can get down in my cups. I can be, I've been around this industry for a long time. And, you know, as much as I'd love to tell you that I've seen, you know, constant and um, forever upward improvement, many times that isn't the case. And it's very easy um, to, to sort of look at the glass as um, half empty. What, what I realized coming out of this out of this convention was the, the glass isn't half full, it's 90% full. And the people that were there are the people that make that glass 90% full. And I feel more um, positive about the future of the independent agent having come out coming having come out of Elevate and understanding the quality uh, of people that are, as Ryan said, in all different um stages of their agency um, involvement and carrier involvement, right? I mean, we had some brilliant people from the carrier side who came and, and shared their wisdom with and just intended and and you bumped into them at social, social events. So uh, the, the, the caliber of the attendees was awesome. And my faith in our ability to weather the coming storms. And believe me, the storms are coming. They, if you believe they're not coming, you're 
you're kidding yourself. Uh, our ability to weather those storms is uh, is has been my belief in our ability to, has been reaffirmed. Ryan, what was one of your big takeaways from the show? Um. Oh man, what was one of my big takeaways? Um, that's a really good question. I think I have so many. It, it, you know, it, here give that question to me in context. What hat am I wearing? Am I, you know, is it event planner hat? Am I? No, what? no, no. I want. I want. I want. Uh, from your seat at Agency Nation Central, Central Command, Agency Nation. When you look at that and, and you look at that it, from your position as sort of a prognosticator, a pundit, um, sort of a, a leading light in the space, what did you take away from, from uh, Elevate? N- not as, not, and, and this isn't you saying, well, this is all because of what we did. If you had been there as an independent sort of observer. Yeah, um, I think that. Um, so Marcus Sheridan, uh, who was our keynote speaker on Monday, had a slide of an ostrich with his head in the ground. And he wasn't talking about independent agents in particular. He was talking about a, a certain type of uh, a certain type of, of business owner or you know business leader. And um, I think to a certain extent, there is this philosophy and, and jaded, and I think you had a really good lead in there, Marty, that you've you've seen kind of, I, I haven't always seen the dark days. Uh, I haven't, or it's not as many dark days uh, for sure, uh, though, I, though I've seen some. Um, I think there's a general perception that that independent agents have their head in the sand when it comes to a lot of the things that are going on around them. And this group of people just, this is was not that. These, these were eyes wide open, many as informed or more informed than myself. Um, you know, or you Marty or whatever. I mean, the, these were, and the, and the audience was contributing and I loved that, right? They were, you know, during Marcus's session, they were very involved. Um, during, uh, during Emily Hewling's session, they were very involved. There are many of the breakouts. Uh, and then, you know, another thing that really blew me away too was, uh, that some of the speakers decided to stick around and not just like speak and they had to go home, but, they were part of the conference. I mean, Jeff Roy uh, of Excalibur Insurance um, from a small town outside Toronto. Erin uh, Nutting, um, she does uh, has a wedding insurance niche and runs Arizona Wedding Insurance. Arizona Wedding Insurance. That's right. Nick Ayers from IAD Insurance. Chris Langell from Advisor Evolved. Uh, Joey G Angola. Um, they stuck around for the entire conference. They were. They didn't just speak and leave. They were participants in the conference, and um, that said something to me because it, 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 from a standpoint of, they wanted, you know, I, I selfishly as an event organizer, you're like, this is amazing, my, my, you know, the talent is engaging with the audience. Look how much the audience is getting, but like they wanted to be a part of it too, and um, and 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 that really, that I'm very very appreciative of that. Uh, they. Yeah, if I haven't told all of them, uh, I hope they're listening and, and know how appreciative I am of, of that. It, it did not go unnoticed um, by either myself or the attendees that they could come up and spend time with these people. And they were constantly in the middle forum, um, um, you know, engaging with people. They were constantly in conversations. The, the, 
just the ones I mentioned, and there were other speakers that did it too. Emily Hewling was there the whole time, just constantly in conversations with people, constantly, constantly, constantly. I'm sure wears you out, but at the same time, man, I'm sure they got out a lot, a, a lot out of mixing with so many other uh, insurance professionals, and I'm, I'm positive attendees got a lot out of it because it was here's what's going on with me. Well, I, I could just see there was like a line of people that wanted to talk to Erin Nutting about niche marketing and how she's, you know, how she's tactically and strategically executing on Arizona wedding insurance. And man, you know, that was just, uh, I, I just said to myself, these people are eyes wide open, man. They are not, they're not just waiting for the end. They are, they are pedal to the floor, eyes wide open, lean in, you know, regardless again, and I, and I want to make this point too, because this wasn't probably the second biggest thing for me. It was full spectrum. People that had been in the business for 40 years, all the way up to people that had been in the business for four days. And you talk about Ernesto and Iris from, from Puerto Rico. They took four airplanes to get to, they had to take four airplanes to get to Milwaukee from Puerto Rico. We had a woman from Alaska, an agency principal from Alaska fly down. I mean, these are, this is the full spectrum of rural, urban, foreign, um, you know, foreign in terms of Puerto Rico. I know technically it's part of the United our, States. But, our, but, our, but, our state association from Ohio brought a new employee who literally started the Monday before the conference started. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Thursday they said, we need, you, we, need, we need you to travel to Milwaukee on Sunday. Yeah. It was just, you know, man, it was just, it was mind blowing. It was, um, I could, I could talk about it all day. I have, I mean, we're a little more than a week out now. So, um, you know, I probably talked about it too much. We actually had to say on a call the other day, like, you know, it's time to move on. Um, cause you know, we could, we could dissect everything that happened so many times. And again, not perfect. There was, there was plenty of things that could be done better. Uh, I was looking at some of the early responses from the survey and, People had tons of great suggestions. And, uh, you know, it, the cool thing is, and, and this is one of the things that I kind of like about our company, is that we have this tremendous ego and no ego at the same exact time. So, like, we are very confident in what we do and ourselves and our ability to move the needle. But at the same time, um, Stacy and I have already started to dissect some of the survey responses, and we have what we call a 10% better list. So our our concept is... We're not going to try to make the conference 10x better. That would be stupid um, and, and probably impossible. So we're going to try to make 2018 10% better than, than 2017. So we have all these hopefully small yet thoughtful items that will help, um, that will help attendees have an even richer experience in the exact experience they want. Um, one, one good one came from uh, Rob McCarthy. Uh, he's another agent down in the Hudson Valley. We don't hold that against him uh, here in New York State. Uh, he, his uh, feedback was loved the live music that we had during the breaks, but it was too loud. It was it just you know it was tough to have. Um, you had to you had to talk a little too loud during the breaks dur- to have conversations because we had this li- this guy come in and play live music, which was awesome, but it needs, needed to be lower. Like literally, you do the same exact thing, but you turn the volume down on him. And everybody loves it. So going, going like, back to your nightclub analogy, uh, the music was just a little too thumping loud. Yeah. So, you know, we wanted it up because we wanted the energy, but that's good feedback. There's an happy medium in there. There's a place that 
keep there's a there's a volume that keeps the energy going. I think the live nature of the music keeps the energy going. But you know, you turn the volume down just a little bit, and everyone gets to have their same conversation. So it's it's uh, some small things like that. There's uh, you know some bigger items too, and and then there's a lot of things where that that you know are kind of subjective that we have to kind of weed through. Um, some people like box lunches. Some people don't like box lunches. So it's um, it, just so people that weren't there know we had a buffet on Monday and box lunches on Tuesday. And um, some people didn't like the buffet because there was a bit of a line. Uh, some people liked the buffet, didn't like the box lunches. Some people liked that there was a mix. You know, so so you get into like um, uh, preference, and that that gets a little tough. But for some of these really tactical things. Um, you know, there's a, there's there's a lot of places that I think we can make 10% improvements, 10% improvements, and then after 2018, we'll make 10% improvements for 2019, and hopefully, um, you know, that's how we'll just continue to improve and adapt the conference as the years go by. Yeah, I may have this wrong, but um, I was I sat in on Erin Nutting's uh, session, and she coined a new phrase um, for those of us who are uh, working in the niche business. She called it nichella. As in Coachella. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, um, actually, if you want to see that, hear that, go to um, on Agency Nation right now. If you go to the Articles tab, look for the, the recap. There's, a, I think it's Elevate-2017-recap, I think is the post URL. But um, Is that the uh, one actually, you wrote? What? Is that the one you wrote? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say I two number it. ones? You're what? counting. You're counting. There was two number ones in that article, dude. Got, man, I got to edit your stuff all the time. Oh my god! <laughs> this is the guy one who has posted in four months. Two, it takes me three hours to edit his post. But now I have to check. Obviously, <laughs> don't do it while we're on air. We got to finish this thing up. All right. Uh, yeah. So um, I guess let's uh, let's tie this up and put a pretty bow yeah, on. There it. was two number ones. Duh. All right. <laughs> I'm just I'm just leaving it because I've been called out on the public broadcast. <laughs> um. So okay. So um, a couple other things. So, so you go check out this post. What's funny is it's really eleven. I did two number ones. <laughs> oh my god! That's all right. Hello, Cleveland. Eleven is louder than ten. Yeah. <laughs> you know the funny part about this post is like I was bra- I've been brain dead since all day. I'm just I'm kind of back into it now, but it took me like a solid week to pull myself together. So I basically just took social media posts from all the people who attended and use those to like tell this story. And I was like, Oh, that'll be fun. I won't have to think. And then it ended up being like 10 times more work. Cause you have to make the social posts, like fit the story that you and want you have to, to tell you have to tie them together. Yeah. Oh, can I, God. can I rat you out right now? You have to, <laughs> it, it, it took you a week to stop shaking oh. from the binge you were on oh. Tuesday night. <laughs> well, I did a little howling at the moment, no doubt about it. Um, <sighs> I had to exercise. There was a lot of yeah. that was a stressful couple days for me. <laughs> I had to do a presentation from a balcony. My opening remarks were forty-seven Star Wars gifts. I mean, there was a lot of stress. But there's a lot of stress going on, man. I hear you. I hear you. Nishalata. 
That was what Michelin, you said. Michelin, Aaron right. nodding. This is the video. And you can see the video. Woody Brown, uh, thankfully, took a video of this. So you can get a little, like, vignette video on, on this post, um, which is the second number one. You'll find it under the second number one. Um <laughs> It's called Air Nutting. Tells us standing room only what exactly a nichelada is. That's phenomenal. That's just phenomenal. And, you know, it's funny. So a lot of these, like, social posts I put, I'm kind of scrolling through this article. It just, like, the, the people who came were irreverent and fun. And, and not that you can't be that. I mean, not everyone was that way. But it just, I feel like we gave... And, you know, I don't know. I'm not trying to, like, I feel like we're humble bragging a little bit. I just, this was such a big part of our lives for, for so long. And then to have it over, it was, like, almost like a little bit of a, it was like a loss. Like, you lost something. And now we're planning again, so it's more fun. But it was like we gave people who are irreverent and eclectic and, and you know, slightly left of center, not politically, but maybe mentally. And um, uh, we, like, gave them a place where it's like, okay, weirdos. You can come here and we love you. Like we embrace the fact that you're into marketing and you take selfies and you're completely cool adding players, plays well with others, official something, Joker and YOLO badges to your official badge, right? Like we had these funny like name tag things. You know, it's normally like CIC, CPCU. So ours were obviously like crazy stuff. And, you know, you have to be a little odd. Je- Jeff Roy shows up in a hockey jersey with Una and they pass out beers, beers. at their session. Like, beers. <laughs> they passed out beers at their session. And, the, and it wasn't like, oh, what are we going to do? They passed out beers. It was like, damn, I want a beer. I wish I knew that. I would have spent more time in there. So it really was a, um, it really was a cool thing. Uh, you know, I, it's you know I don't know I don't know what to say man I I worry that it was a perfect storm I worry that we caught lightning in a bottle but I hope not I, I think we can bring the same energy back again next year I think we will I think we'll bring more hopefully we're hopefully going to double the size uh, we're shooting for five to six hundred people at 2018 um, we're going to be in Ohio I know we originally announced Columbus it may still be in Columbus but uh, we're we're looking for. There's just Columbus doesn't have as many venues as as we would you know as like as many options and there's some other conferences and stuff going on so it, it may just not happen in Columbus it may be Cleveland maybe Cincinnati who knows but um we're looking we're looking it'll be in Ohio let's put it that way it'll be in Ohio for sure uh, we'll have more announcements as it comes but you know man like the speakers just like it was almost like the speakers wanted to outdo themselves everyone was like really stepped up travelers travelers insurance you know you you think like an insurance company. Uh, a phones it in. Yeah, well, yeah, enough. Yeah, phones it in. Like you know, they just they walk the corporate line. Like you know, I'm sure you know they. I'm sure many uh, carrier representatives are like, I got this great idea for presentation, and then legals like, yeah, ha ha ha, ha but uh, you can't say that, and you can't say this, and you can't have a picture that looks like that. Well, you know, um, uh, Jay Gauthier and Lori Tateman from Travelers get up on stage as uh, one of the keynotes on Tuesday morning. And man, they just, they blew the doors off the place. They just were sharing data. I actually talked to two other carriers, two different carriers, two non-travelers carrier representatives that were there. And they were like, whoa, like, you know, we've never seen a carrier be that transparent on stage, especially at a non-branded event, right? Like if this was a traveler's event, then maybe they would have something similar, but never at just a, you know, 
uh, an, uh, 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 I will call it random event, they never do that. I mean, these guys were dialed into, here's what our market segments look like. Here's who our people are. Here's how they're engaging. Here's what we're looking to do. Here's how the market's responding to certain messaging. I mean, really inside baseball stuff. And I think it almost took people a little while to digest it. It was, it was really interesting. It was kind of like Jay Reintraub's session. So we had Jeff Bear go. So, so I did my, my opening remarks and brought Jeff Bear up. And Jeff Bear just, he, I mean, as far as like setting the bar high, I mean, I'm sure every speaker in the place when they saw Jeff Bear go was like, uh-oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he just came with it. He was ama- I thought he was amazing. It was just, you know, having, having, having set him as the first speaker, it made my heart fill with joy that he just owned it and rocked the house. I mean, the place was place was going crazy. And um and then Jay Weintraub came up and Jay's style is different than Jeff Bear's. It's more um it's a little more off the cuff, a uh, little more uh laid back. His his it's definitely not as produced as Jeff's and I don't say produced in a negative way. I mean Jeff's was phenomenal, deep, insightful, tons of great stuff. Just also incredibly well produced and 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 put together. Um Jay's is, is not that way. But the information he was giving was exactly what I wanted people to see, right? I wanted them to get this deep look into here's what's going on in the insure tech space. Like, like this, this stuff is real. And it took people a little while to get that. When they first saw it, I think they were like, we saw Jeff, customer experience, IA. Okay, that makes sense. Now Jay is more just like high level insure tech. What the hell sure. is this all about and how right? does it apply to my life? But then they saw Ted Devine that night. And then they saw what uh, Jay and Lori did from Travelers the next day. And I think it started to snap into place. And they're like, yeah, so like this is is a story. There's an ecosystem here. And and that was really what we were shooting for was if you went to – you know, the breakouts were a little tough to like craft a narrative. I just wanted great people up on stage and, and we did the best we could. I think we, we did pretty well. Um, but the, the super sessions, the general sessions, if you went to every single one, it was meant to tell a story. It was like a, it was like I was crafting a blog post. Like you had the beginning hook, you had the middle build, and then you had the ending payoff. And, you know, that was, that was really meant to be a story. And all of them played a part. And I think once you saw Jay, then Ted, then Lori and Jay, um, uh, Jay Weintraub, Jay, Jay Gauthier, the CMO of Travelers Personal Lines, um, once, you, once you saw those three sessions, I think you were like, wow, that makes sense to me. Because um, Jay and Lori were referencing back to Jay Weintraub's session quite a bit, saying like, Here, here's why he said this and how we're kind of playing into that space and we're trying to find bop and bop and bop. And it, it just... I mean, you know, you just don't expect, you didn't, you know, I knew kind of what their topic was, but I didn't know what to expect from them. And they, uh, they really brought down the house. I I thought, I mean, you know, it wasn't like a standing ovation or anything, but I mean, as far as I think people's minds were, there was like smoke coming out of their ears in a good way. They just, it was really, really deep, good stuff. I want to go back to one thing you said, because I want to make sure that we shout out to, you know, not necessarily, uh, just our speakers because, I moderated a number of sessions, and so I was <clears throat> making sure that we engaged the um, attendees in, in whatever way that we could. And that was one of the things that I thought was really interesting as well, is the contributions 
that the people with butts in seats, not the people up in front, but the, you know, the people that had come to learn, they were experts in their own right as well. And while those people might not have had enough material to go on for 45 minutes or an hour on their own, every one of them had great stuff to contribute, you know, and and that's, I think, was as valuable as anything else. And that's why you got those speakers who wanted to stay around and continue to engage because they're getting tidbits as well. So it's a two-way information flow, not just a one-way information flow. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, really, you're really right, man. Um, you know, one of the things I said in my opening remarks was there are people sitting in this crowd who will never take the stage over the next two and a half or next, over the next two days who legitimately could be standing on stage. Like there were, there, I mean, they, there were, dude, Tom Minkler was sitting in the audience. Mm-hmm. David Walker was sitting in the audience. John Costello was sitting in the audience. Just, just attendees, just there to learn and be part of the event. And, you know, I saw David Walker taking notes. And, I mean, these are titans. These are people who have run incredibly uh, well-respected, uh, profitable, growing agencies for decades. And they're sitting in the audience taking notes on what's going on. And, uh, I mean, it just was... You know, at any given time, you sat down in one of those chairs and the person next to you could have been just an absolute rock star. You could have learned as much as you, you know, the price of admission would have been just a 10 minute conversation with that person. And that was the person sitting next to you, not even the person up on stage. And, um, and again, that goes back to the attendees. I just, I can't, I, I'm I, humbled, honored. We all were the, the people who took time away from family and work to come and be part of this event. I think it, would, it, it ended up being... You never know what to expect. It ended up being something incredibly special. Um, also, I'm going to say one more thing about the event. The demographics were phenomenal. And what I mean by that is you look out over the sea of faces and our industry gets this this um, pale, stale, and male thing. And, and, and in some respects, it's it's It's, it's earned. It's earned, Yeah. But it wasn't the case. It was oh, it was just it was it was beautiful. You can never tell like looking at people's names. You, you just can't visualize it when you're looking at people's names on an attendee list. But then you look out over this audience and the female demographic, the mix of you know twenty somethings to people in their sixties, seventies, eighties. I mean, just this full spectrum demographic. Um, parts of the country: East Coast, West Coast, Southwest, Northeast, Midwest. Um, it just it just blew me away, man. It just, it absolutely blew me away. I think it, our, our entire team, obviously, I, I say that in, in, in speaking for our entire team, I'll take that liberty. Um, it, 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 ab- it, was, it was just absolutely phenomenal. I think we have so much more to do. You know, and I think we have so much more work as a, as a group, as a, a larger group. Um, this, this Agency Nation thing, I, you know, I've said it from the beginning. It's not about trustedchoice.com. It's not about Agency Nation. It's meant to be a platform that facilitates the conversations that you guys want to have. If you have an article you want to write, email me. If you want to, you have something you want to talk about, email me. You want to be part of something or help with something or you got a cool idea, email us. That, that's what it's for. It's just meant to facilitate conversation and connection and networking and, and ideas. And this, this was, um, there have been many moments in its progression that uh, I've been proud of, but uh, Agency Nation Elevate 2017 was was a special one. It, it really it was a it was a really really cool group of people, and um, I'm hoping we can go a little bit bigger, but still capture that same energy and enthusiasm and 
I think we can do it again. Um, so I, d- I want to just say, I'm going to wrap my portion of this up, Marty. I want you to give your final thoughts. Uh, I just want to say thank you again. I, I almost, you know, I was like this close to coming to tears when I closed the conference. It just was such an emotional moment. Uh, so many amazing things that happened over those two days. Um, you know, I, just thinking about it now, I, I can feel it coming a little bit too. I just, I just want to say thank you. I know a lot of people there who attended are listeners. I appreciate you being listeners. I appreciate you supporting us. Um, but always know that, that we do this in support of you. If that's what it's about. And, uh, and if we can help you grow, if we can, if we can do something and elevate that helps make the experience better, uh, if you were uncomfortable saying in a survey or what have you, uh, just reach out. We're happy to help. Yeah, I I want to uh, I want to say thank you too, but I also want to give a shout out to all my new friends. Um, you know, I met a lot of you for the first time. We had uh, interactions, uh, personal interactions, for the first time at at this uh, at this meetup, and I really enjoyed uh, getting to know you. I wish I would have had a chance to get to know you all. Um, but there's always next year and I'm going out on a limb. I'm, uh, I'm swinging from the trapeze with no net right now, Ryan. So hold your, hold your horses. Uh, we offered a red hot screaming deal to our attendees because we thought they deserved it for the 2018 tickets. I'm committing to you right now that Ryan and I are going to come up with, for those of you who couldn't make it, we're going to come up with a never to be seen again price that we're going to get out here in the next, call it two weeks. That's going to be a limited time deal for those of you who wanted to try to make it always 100% refundable, blah, blah, blah. But the point is we want to get on your calendar and we're going to give you a red hot screaming reason why you should think about blocking your calendar in early June, maybe late May. We haven't quite nailed that down for Ohio next year. So watch uh, watch your mail, watch uh, your Agency Nation radio because we are going to be coming at you with a deal and we want to meet you next year too. So. <laughs> Told you, no net, baby. We're on. So it's definitely going to be the third or fourth week in June. It will, it will be in Ohio and I definitely will not have the ability to sell tickets in two weeks. So at some point, some part of what Marty just said is true. There will be an early bird just like last year, um, but uh, no one will pay. Uh, no one will get as low prices as the attendees this year got. That That is 100% true. Yeah, but, that's 100% uh, true. We, we'll have an early bird again. We'll do the whole thing. We'll do the little thing that we did last year. We're going to do it again. There'll be an early bird if you want to get in early. There's obviously, you buy a ticket nine months early, things in your life change. That's fine. But... um. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have the same deal, and there'll be tons of marketing. You're going to see more gifts because that's my favorite thing. And uh, and man, we're just we're just excited to do it again. And I'm going to try to Marty. You got to hold me to this. I'm going to try hard not to talk about Elevate for for at least a couple months. I want to do a bunch of episodes where we don't even mention it because I just need to get it off my brain. But uh, but yeah, man, we're we're excited to do it again. Uh, the team is excited. The funny part is everybody's got a bleep an opinion on how we should do 2018 now. <laughs> no one, nobody wanted to have an opinion on 2017. Uh, they thought it was uh, so, so, so let me, let me jump up on the soapbox for this one for just one second. 
Ryan and I, Ryan mostly, were the pariahs on this deal, right? Because this was a hell of a lot of work, and nobody, like he said, nobody on our team really wanted to step up. Then all of a sudden, we had whatever it was, 18 or 20 of our staffers who showed up, and now everybody's a conference expert. Yeah, everyone. They, well, did you think about this? Did yeah. you think about this? Did you think about this? And I'm like... Oh my God, this is not group think. Like, we know what we're doing. We already did it once. Like, I'll call you if I have a question. Well, the, the, best, the best part was listening to Ryan Kvetch about um, all of the last minute suggestions he was getting, you know, the week before the conference oh, went in. It's amazing. This is the, uh, so now we're running long, but who cares? So, um, do we get the hell? Uh, we're on the soapbox. Let's ride this bad boy. So, we're a week out from the conference. A week out. We're talking seven months of planning for the last 45 days or so. It was literally seven? Probably closer to like five and a half. But maybe five and a half. Yeah, I don't even know. Well, no, because June to we started planning really the end of November, December. Doesn't matter. Five or six yeah. months. Doesn't matter. We're hardcore planning. The last 45 days, we are, Stacy and I are literally killing ourselves. Killing her. It's all we do all day long. I basically was on the phone with her 24 7. She was working ridiculous hours. We're all over the place, not to mention. What did you tell me about 100 emails in like one, 10 minutes so, or something? Yeah. So the, the, the Friday, two Fridays before was like the official close of registration or, or like the unofficial. There was something, or like the hotel block was done. That's it. Yeah. Two Fridays before, we ran out of hotel rooms. So it was like, you can come, but you got to find your own hotel room in the local market, which is fine because we're down on town Milwaukee. And, you know, some people stay at the Hilton or wherever. So it's all good. But we just, we ran out of hotel rooms. We didn't want any more, more, more block. She was getting 10 emails a minute. I was, she, she, we did a, we pulled up a GTM and I watched it. It's, Bring, 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 just she's like, I hate you. I hate you. It's like I absolutely hate you. Look what you've done to me. And it's just Tenny, wah, wham, another one, wham, ten more. Here comes ten more. And she's like, I don't even know what to do with this. So, so, so we are inundated. All the decisions have been made. All the snowballs are rolling down the hill. There's no like. And then all of a sudden, we're like a week out, and everyone's like. Oh, you know, I'm starting to think about the fact that we have a full-blown conference with 300 people coming for the first time. Hey, did you think about this? And I'm like, I will stab you in the eye right now. I want no suggestions. I don't Ryan, care. Ryan, did you think day. about that we should have that we should have food at lunch? Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, what kind of food are we having at lunch? I will literally stab you in the eye. Just, just shut up. Be quiet. Do what I told you to do. Everything will be fine. And I'm not even that A type, but like. Like, I just, it was like, oh my God, I'm usually so like open to suggestion, unless it's one of Marty's suggestions. And, um, and first he, true uh, thing he said all day, just was like, ah! <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't take it. I couldn't take yep. all the suggestions. You know, when you told that story about Stacy the other day and you just repeated it now, I was reminded of a, of a story that's pretty hilarious in retrospect. So my wife is in labor, right? <laughs> It's one of our daughters. I have three beautiful daughters. Um, and at some point, she like lurches forward in the, in the birthing chair, stares me in the eye and goes, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, I Thanks. know that passion. Thanks for that story, Marty. 
What a perfect way to finish our show. Your wife in labor yelling at you. Thank you for that. And thank you for all of you. We'll catch you on the next episode, everyone. Later. All right, I just messed up the music again. We're out.